Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band escaped the acid trap and are about to storm the testing lab. Atticus protected the group with his riot shield while Marnie prepared for battle, and Valentine inspired his troops with a rousing speech. Can they break through to the lab and kill or capture the Doctor? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the journals of Doc Tavy. But two arms, they are not enough. One could do so much more with four and could do so much something with six. I will have to come back to this, but yes, four robot arms, two human arms. It is what the emperor would want, I think. Yes, that will do. Will not call myself Doc Oxo. That would be just two on the nose. Uh, Doc Tavy. That has a ring to it. Hmm. Um, Atticus, you are doing what you love best, getting ready to punch. Um, You are leading the charge fist first. Um, As uh, as you would expect um, with any kind of mob situation, the people at the back notice you immediately and we're kind of the least densely packed. So they just clear the fuck out uh, and more people like, you know, start spreading, but it is that the people up front are like, kind of like dodging these robotic arms. Uh, so one of them definitely does not uh, get out of the way. Uh, and uh, I mean, honestly, it just means that you've got, you know, it's, it's like wrapping your gauntlet in a glove. You just aren't going to scratch it up when you hit that table. Yeah. Um, go ahead, please. And roll me a, Melee, I believe you're melee heavy. Is that correct? Uh, it's actually light. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, give me a melee light, please. Um, difficulty two, because it's a melee attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you a boost dice for momentum. Like you've had a long lead up to this, and even just the one guy in your way isn't really much of an obstacle. Um, I'm going to give you, well, actually, I'll give you a, a it's not quite a devil's bargain. Um, would you be trying to avoid the medical tools or would you be solely focused on punching through the barricade? Uh, punching through the barricade. Okay, so no setback for trying to avoid uh, the tools, but you run the risk of being damaged uh, depending on your role. Hmm. Um, what uh, what benefits does the actual fist itself uh, provide you, if any? It does have something called da, 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 breach. Ignore vehicle armor. Uh, for each point of breach, and I have breach two, so I'm assuming that would apply to barricade armor as well. If it would, got, yeah, yeah, and this only has for breach breach one because uh, it's metal, so it is like hardy uh, and okay. a little harder to get through. Um, but it's also not like nailed to the floor or anything. Okay, like it's, yeah. it, it's so I can dead. ignore that one level of armor when I'm okay. Fantastic. So yeah, you'll just be doing straight damage to the uh, table then. Uh, <laughs> This barricade is so fucked. Uh, okay. Um, cool. That's it on my end. Um, 
just to make things interesting, I am going to spend a story point to upgrade one of the purples to a red, uh, just to account for uh, the increased danger of the the saw blades and drills. At this point, I cannot imagine that you'd fail this check, but I do want to cause you some harm on the way through. So yeah, let's see, Tom. Mm-hmm. Knowing that uh, Valentine and Marnie are shooting at the drill-armed people to try to keep them back from him, can we add boost as an assist? Um, I will say we can have one boost from cover. The cool. catch is uh, the way these arms, um, these these server arms aren't uh, attached to people. They're on uh, mm. little, like, carts. So essentially what they've done is they just put them on, like, you know, diagnostic mode. So they're just fucking, like, Iron Man Jarvising around like crazy mm. And these guys are like behind them, like, you know, firing and like keeping people back, but they're not manually activating. I will say, though, that um, adding cover fire would push them back, which means that if these carts got jostled, they would just like roll out of the way. Not great. You know, they're not then, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, because it's just like suppressing fire. to Absolutely. Cover yeah, no, that makes perfect it. sense to me. Yep. The power fist does also have the ability of knockdown, which is I don't know oh, nice. if we can use it. In this instance, because I'm hitting cover, mm-hmm. but uh, I spend two advantage from my roll to knock a target prone. I can spend two more advantage uh, for like additional targets as long as I have advantage to spend. Okay, um, swinging my hand around. Well, I was gonna say so. There's three. Uh, there's three technicians. Uh, everyone else is kind of like setting up a second layer with like the two guns they've got. Um, but the the front layer just like have like you know bone saws and shit and are just kind of like. Um, if any off, so there are three people there. Um, they're the ones who are currently kind of ducking and dodging as as the suppressing fire from Marnie and uh, Atticus. Or sorry, uh, Marnie and Valentine comes in. Mm-hmm. So, if you get a fuck ton of advantage, I would say you can absolutely use knockdown. But rather than thinking of it as knocking the barricade down, think of it as right, like no. just like hitting them on the other punch side through almost. so hard that like stuff yeah. flies out of the way and knocks yeah. them over. I think is That's what, I, what would I was say. thinking. Yeah, yeah, great, totally. I, I'd absolutely okay. take that. All right, I have my dice pool. Great, let's do it. <laughs> Did I curse you? Or is it opposite curse? That laugh oh, could mean anything. It's tell. opposite. Uh, oh, no. Six successes, oh, yes. three advantages, <laughs> one triumph. <laughs> <laughs> you punch through space and time and kill Horace before punch, he can harass yeah. you. Space and time, and I hit myself in the back of the head <laughs> so hard that you go through the barricade and knock everyone over. Yeah, hot dogs fly everywhere in slow motion. I'm told. Um, okay, so you um, just, uh, you, I mean, you can go ahead and describe what this this scene looks like. But essentially, yeah, you knock the barricade through. Um, what uh, what does it look like? Um, I think uh, Atticus, uh, in his approach, likely spotted a point sort of like a, um, almost like a keystone mm-hmm. uh, in the barricade, knowing that if that piece is knocked loose or destroyed, that the rest would kind of come falling apart. Uh, and so in his approach, he, first of all, like splatters that one guy uh, who's on his side of the wall, unfortunately, but, you know, the emperor demands these kinds of things. Understood. Uh, and just destroys that key part of this, ramshackle structure that they've hastily tried to put together uh, and the rest of it just all comes like tumbling down and like blasting apart with this like I think maybe this is too much but like almost like a shock wave of like his fist hitting so hard and fast not by that yeah um so yeah just like medical shit flies forward uh, sort of from the shockwave blast 
Um, we'll say with your points of advantage, uh, you knock one guy down, but you definitely knock the other two back. Yeah. Uh, as you know, gears and the the spinning arms of death kind of uh, fly at them. Um, you got a ton of uh, of wins there, sir. Uh, so I think what I'm going to offer you, kind of for the triumph, is the ability to keep going. So your momentum is such that, uh, you know, you punch through, it explodes, it gives way so easily under your arm that you kind of stagger a little bit, but you're still you're still running. So there is a, the second layer isn't really a barricade so much as it is two flipped over examination tables with a small kind of like pile of orc in front of each one. And there's uh, two guys with just um, like they they seem to have uh, the the sort of shotguns that you saw earlier. Um, literally just meant for like <laughs> any idiot can fire at once. Right. Um, the kickback will like the, the recoil will likely mean they can't fire it again, but you know, the, the emperor's honest hope is like, if anything is close enough to them to get hit by this, it's just splattered. Uh, you can see they are not trained. They're like clearly like fumbling with them and just trying to get them down. So with your momentum, I'll say you can attempt a secondary attack. However, there are two tables with two guys. So it's kind of up to you whether you'd want to expose yourself. You'll likely take out one of them, but the other one will probably get a free shot. I think I'll take out one of them just for my weaker comrades behind me. I'm sure. still in pretty good shape. So we'll we'll roll the dice on that. Right. Keep them going then. Uh, so same deal. Melee attack. So two on that. Um, uh, currently, for story points, we sit at three and one in your favor. Um, let me see. Uh, they are in cover, so they're gonna. You're gonna get two setback. That said, I think we can spend your breach ability on that uh, to just say that cover is neutralized. So drop okay. those two. Um, so where do I sit with setback dice? And, and zero currently. Zero? Uh, okay. And then in terms of combat spend, um, you had successes. You were out of advantage, but I'll say you succeeded with flying colors. Uh, so you can take two boost dice um, okay. from your, your excess success. Okay. So sentence I don't think I'll attempt <laughs> again. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling good about this. I'm ready to roll if you've got... If yeah, man, that's it for me. I'm not yeah. blowing my last story point on this. <laughs> uh, wow. Almost a wash. Two successes, one advantage. Good enough. Um, so uh, this time it's not as as powerful like a you know shockwave thing. I think instead it's just like you, you kind of lurch forward. You just kind of reach up and over uh, and just grab one of the guys by the head. Uh, so you got one success. So over and above. Uh, what is your your damage from the, the power fist? Uh, the power fist's damage is insane. Um <laughs> It is 16. Plus two, so what? 18. The power what? fist punch through space marines. They're fucking hardcore. Uh, it's the... the, the I, I spent all of my, like, credits or whatever on the power fist. Like, I have almost no decent equipment Holy except for the power fist. In, in the 40k uh, universe, a power fist is an anti-tank weapon. Uh, the power fist comes with another ability that is just called special. Um, and the effect of special <laughs> is add your bronze score to the damage twice. Wow. <laughs> so that is that is how we get to 16 damage. Oh, Hop okay. goes yeah. the me medical man. Yeah. Um, wow. yeah, I'm, I'm it, not I'm not gonna win any gunfights with this thing, but as long as I can get close, yeah, I'm, it's I'm it's terror. like you reached into like a jar of jam and then just like <laughs> pulled your hand away. Uh just like <laughs> 
you know, the head. And obviously they've got like the big stupid reflective things that, you know, mad scientists always have, but like just yeah. head goes pop, uh, the gun goes off, just like sprays away. Um, I think I'm going to roll for his friend to see what he does, because that that's a lot to observe. Because, yeah, there were three of them and we just popped the middle one. No, so um, sorry to be clear. There were three that were at the barricades, and he knocked one of them over, knocked one of them back. And then there were two guys who were like basically the fallback position. They're the only two guns in the place. So it's like, okay, if the mob gets over, run behind us, we'll blast him, and then we'll get back to safety, was their theory. They had not accounted for the Imperial Inquisition. Um, Okay, so let's see if this guy can keep his shit together. I sincerely doubt it, but I'm curious to see. Uh, okay. So we're going with, oh yeah, this is going to be a fucking shit show. Um, Tyler, what is your brawn? My brawn is six. Okay. All right. Um Your yeah. Bron- wait what your brawn your brawn what my is six almost everything else is two i like it's like i specialized i didn't even know you could you could put anything at six he also Jesus. took mechanicus upgrades like literally yeah. everything oh, okay. that could be spent into making him strong made him strong i i <laughs> for points investment that brought my brawn to five having a cybernetic arm gives you plus oh, one to brawn. okay yeah. gotcha uh, I got two wow. failures and three threats. Uh, so <laughs> he... Oh, I have flavor for that. Please. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly its main intended use, but uh, the spikes that I have on my armor use uh, three threat or despair on enemy melee roll to inflict six damage. So if you want, it's just he's like <laughs> too close to the action. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. Uh, okay, I think what I'll say instead is um, he just looks at you and his gun's trembling and you just start to walk towards him and he just does that panic thing uh, that always happens in the Terminator movies where he just like offloads at close range uh, and the pelt just like, like it's it's scattershot. It's meant to rip through flesh, not armor. So it just like pings off and just like guts him, um, just uh, you know, sprays him with shrapnel. Um, and looking down, he just kind of stumbles forward, puts a hand on your chest, spike goes through his hand. He just starts screaming and he's like, <laughs> not my surgery hand. Um, and uh, he, he starts to try and pull it off as you approach. You've got an end for scalpels. I've got an end for hammers. And I <laughs> bring down the, the power fist. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> He is. He's done. Uh, he goes squish. <laughs> Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. 
What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. Valentine and Marnie, um, you are making your way up, I assume, having yeah, we'd be right farm. over his shoulder. Yeah, oh, great. Yeah. So there are three uh three kind of dazed people with like bone saws and things. I assume you just kind of like put them down. Would that be fair? Who they grow? Oh, yeah, this is just bolts to dead like bolts to people on the ground. Yeah. There's no survivors from defending Dr. Of Buckhead. Course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. Marnie, this is like mission. So Marnie is just like ruthless, calculated, just like down, 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 down. Uh, great. She does not um, hesitate. So, um, uh, as you do, uh, the the swarm of people behind you like spills into the lab and just starts looting um, for for medical gear and that sort of thing. Um, one of them looks like he's like he's real like frenzied up, uh, and he kind of like looks like he's he's got like a little like fucking shovel in his hand, and he kind of like looks like maybe he's gonna fight you. Um, and then he just kind of like looks at what's just happened with Atticus and just kind what of drops it do with that boy. Give it to you, sir. There's a good lad. Run along now. He like kicks it to you. And um, as he runs away, you just hear him say, no one's ever called for Hukwagas Jr. A good lad before. <laughs> um, I got to tell my father. Uh, and off he runs. Um, <laughs> Whoops. So you, uh, you've taken the lab. Um, there's people kind of like looting and destroying things around you, but that's fine. You didn't really come for that. Um, you hear a, a voice on the intercom uh, and uh, Dark Tavy um, kind of clears his throat uh, and says, um, that it would seem that you have uh, control of, of, of mine home uh, now, which is not great for old Dark Tavy. Um, Perhaps we could reach some kind of agreement. So to be clear, Tom, Doc Tavy's in like a raised overseer room. Is yeah. there like a, I'm imagining there are stairs or something. Yeah, there's two doors it, right? at the back that, that lead up to that. They're currently sealed, but like with Captain Kit Fisto over here, there's no way like that door is staying up. <laughs> yeah, if I think he Valentine, wants through, it's just. Pfft. Valentine will just start walking up the stairs to one of the doors and say, yes, I'd love to have a conversation. If you'd open this door, that'd be great. Otherwise, we'll open it for you. That would be most unfortunate. I have many countermeasures that might hurt your friend. Besides, it would seem from my observations that you are very hurt. Perhaps I can help. Well, anything's possible, but we're actually here not for you, but for your commander. We're looking for access to Glasgow Vicodin and other ways to get to him. So if you could help us with that, perhaps we could all be friends. Um, so I'm going to need, Ryan, I think uh, probably a negotiation check. Um, I'm open to suggestion on this. Basically, uh, uh, it's, can you convince him that you're not here to murder him? Yeah. You're telling the truth, but given that you're inquisition and you're not the inquisitor who's responsible, for, like you're not Billingberg, he's like, oh, fuck no. This is just. Also, Valentine's lying. He well, wants his go. help, and then he's going to shoot him in shoot the head. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no way Doc Tavy gets to have a nice adventure. Then uh, deception like, it is. Transgressed massively. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's what what do we got here, Tom? Um, so he's, uh, he's naturally very paranoid. Uh, also, uh, Valentine, you believe him when he says he's got countermeasures, like you've dealt yeah. with asshats like this before, you know, that like the odds of this entire like little office being like tripwired to shit are, are pretty high. Um, so, uh, I'm going to say it's a difficulty of three. Okay. Um, also because you're not relying on the deception purely to achieve your goal. Uh, <laughs> He's going to punch through the wall if if not. So, like, cool. Difficulty of three. Um, I don't actually think there's any... Well, actually, I'll give you a boost for the fact that you have Atticus and Marnie with you who seem... Like, if it was just you, he might be like, you will not breach my hard room. Um, but with the two of them, it's like, you will breach my hard room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, pull up my combat shotgun. It's just yeah. Like <laughs> he's like, this room was meant to protect against them, not you. Um, I think that's probably it. Yeah. All righty. Let's see what happens. One success, one advantage. Um. Okay. Uh. So he, he kind of, like, pauses and strokes his beard with his big clanky just leaving like streaks of oil in it like he's got a bit of that uh uh what was that stupid fucking wizard design from the hobbit movies where it's just like he's got like fucking bird shit in his beard the whole time it's like that <laughs> but with oil so it's just like a gray beard streak <laughs> with oil um and uh he tries to do the pie may thing and throw it over his uh shoulder but it just gets stuck halfway because it's just covered in like motor oil um and just uh, slaps wetly yeah. on his shoulder <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the arm isn't dexterous enough because it's all like shitty 40k servos so it's just like going at him and he's trying to remain dignified but it's basically just like having the swedish chef work on um and he just says uh given that i assume you are going to kill me regardless it might be to my benefit to uh makes this as easy on myself as possible. So, yes, I can get you to Mr. Vicodin and perhaps can can help uh, ease some of your wounds uh, if, if you promise me a, a quick dispatch when you are complete. You have my word as an Inquisitor that it will either be a short dispatch or I will find another use for you allowing you to live. I was afraid of that. Uh, fine, you may enter uh, once I get my fucking beer to behave uh and eventually just kind of cranks it back down to where it was uh and one of his arms like cranks out and you can see that there's a number of dents around the door opening button um and his servo arm just like you know pecks at the wall a few times and then finally hits the the button um and hisses open and you immediately hear like several uh <laughs> several devices power down around the door um sort of like reverse breach charges um, and uh, he just says, well, come in. If we're going to do this, we might as well be comfortable. Um, so uh, inside, um, there are just like orc bones and skeletons and mysterious vials with uh, all manner of liquid. Uh, and um, uh, it's part lab, part office. Like there's obviously the overseer's window, uh, similar to the one that the, uh, the four-person had. Um, but also... Uh, you get the sense it's also kind of like a, a sommelier's room. Like there's there's like decanters. Um, there's like a very nice, big, heavy wooden table um, with like, uh, doesn't seem to be set for anyone. It just seems to be where he samples the wares. Uh, and you get the sense that uh, in addition to being a mad scientist, he also really is 
the mastermind of the various flavor profiles. You see like a giant jar of, of honey uh, where he's clearly been coming up with like the more recent ones. There's like a little bowl of cinnamon. Um, there's like some uh, withered tropical fruit that's clearly been imported, frozen for a long time, then thawed because like, I got to imagine 40K food importing is a fucking nightmare. But like, he's clearly trying some things and he just says, this is my life's work. I, I would offer you some, but I, I suspect drinking of the Xenos is against your code of conduct, Inquisitor. Correct. I would pass at this point. This is Marnie Schwarzenberger. She's injured. I'm going to need you to make her significantly less injured. Uh, and he'll just gesture Marnie forwards and then kind of look to Atticus and also gesture forwards in a like, watch what he does to her kind of way with then a little like just splat hand just if necessary <laughs> like if things go wrong squishy the the tech priesty yeah, yeah. um the, the priest i think is acutely aware of like the shadow of the hand looming over him <laughs> <laughs> yeah at this point i think there's um he's resigned to his fates so there's an interesting like air of annoyance about this whole thing which is just like that classic, like, cowardly hench person who knows their shit is done, who's just like, yes, I get it. You're very spooky. It will hurt a lot. I don't want to be squished. But uh, perhaps I'm not I've trying been... to be scary. If you're scared of being crushed, that's on you. Yes, well, if I had any therapy to come in my life, I would perhaps unpack that with a servo therapist, but I doubt I will be talking to skulls much longer. Um, and he kind of like, you can see he's trying to put on a front, but like the sweat is just like soaking into the long beard and he's just <laughs> constantly darting his eyes over to you. And you're like, not necessarily even doing anything. He's just nope. like the fact that it's in the room. It's like a loaded gun, right? Except this is the universe where everyone has a gun. So this is just the gun <laughs> of that universe. Um and also, given that he has servos, it's not just a "I saw what you did." It's like, uh, no, I like I know exactly how much centrifugal force this can make. Like, if you swing it, I know exactly what the like how many pounds of pressure. Like, he's having a bad day. Um, Marnie, uh, I guess my question to you is: How willing are you to be treated uh, by Doc Tavy? Um, I am very willing to treat him with the understanding that once we've gotten everything from him. I would be very, I will be extremely happy to pulverize him into just nothingness. Cool. So you're willing to let him just do his thing? Um, yeah. To treat your injuries. Yeah. To yeah, treat my injuries. You, yeah. That's it. Because like, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like stupid. Like I know I'm in rough shape. Oh yeah. Sorry. This wasn't like a pride thing. This was more, yeah. a, you know, just a, it, I mean, it's funny off air. We were talking about like uh, getting needles for vaccinations and stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> How much do you trust the guy who can't flip his beard over his shoulder because his arms are too greasy and can't push a button to work on you? You're still going to let him work on you. I'm yeah. asking just because I'm trying to put together my dice pool, and I'm curious if you're, like, squirmy about it or if you're just like, if this is going to happen, I'm just going to sit here and let it happen. Yeah, I'm going to sit extremely still while, like, watching him like a hawk, just, All like, right. staring at <laughs> just like staring unblinkingly yeah, I think does it. <laughs> Valentine will be over by the window just kind of watching to see if any other company comes in through the door to this the lab because they do not want to get ambushed while Marnie surgery is happening yeah so more uh, more workers are filtering in uh, more of the Viking implant workers in various states of like burnt robes um, a lot of them their faces are so acid burnt that the the V that had been branded into them is is gone 
there's a lot of like spawn looking people and Deadpool looking people coming in, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, okay. I think I've got my dice pool. Um, in an odd turn of events, I'm going to spend a story point against myself uh, to upgrade one of these to make the surgery more difficult. And off we go. One success, one threat. Hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, so, uh, Laura, what is your current uh, wound situation? I have... I am wounded. 14 of my 16 wounds are okay. wounded. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to enough. say that. No, no, I, I didn't know how to ask. So it's cool. We're just muddling. <laughs> We're just failing forward together. Um, I have 16 wounds before I die, and I have 14 right now. Understood. <laughs> so, um, how many wounds do you have left, Laura? Two? Yes. yes. I have two wounds left. Um, so that's the easy by. way to say it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that, that is tremendously helpful um given that i only got one success and he's kind of operating under uh some pressure and some anxiety uh laura i'm gonna say um he heals you up for four so bring you to six well, that's nice um and the threat I think we're honestly just going to ignore the threat. It's only one, and you guys are just going to kill him. So there's not <laughs> a whole lot we can do with that. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, no, I lied. I know what the threat is. Um, Valentine, um, I assume you'd be kind of like searching the room while this is happening. Yep. Um uh you uh you're looking um i imagine looking at recipes that are are meant to be uh made with with xenos is a uh, is well i mean i guess this is a question for you um how does valentine view heretical documents uh we've talked a bit about chaos which i think would be a completely different beast but is it with uh is it a like i feel like eisenhorn often approaches these sorts of things with kind of a, a sense of like professional curiosity and detachment or he's like i must look at the evil otherwise i will never be able to defeat it is it that is it repulsion is it curiosity is it you know like someone left a porno mag open and you're like a teenager trying not to look at it but being like is there nudity like what's what's the the vibe i think he thinks that well i think he would treat heretical documents like in terms of cast because he has some points in forbidden lore like he's actually Mm. pretty knowledgeable about the the dark side of the universe in his studies because i think he is a bit of an intellect in that sense of like collecting knowledge i don't think he's he's horrified by it but he's aware of its moral implications and those he finds disturbing more so just that someone would do this someone would lie about this these xenos are innately dangerous only he has enough evidence that it's not just blind ignorance thinking yeah, that yeah yeah he also sees these documents or anything like this as a danger to the population in general like he's okay with it yeah okay, but it's great. deadly for everyone else perfect so with that i think it's it's very much like moving the documents aside seeing kind of what what everything is um, and you find a um, amongst all the papers, uh, there is um, one that's in a um, a crimson folder. So it's a, a crimson leather with kind of gold inlay. Um, those little like gold corner pieces, um, just making it a little extra fancy. Um, 
but uh, you can see that like he's a meticulous note keeper. And obviously with the, the way he's arranged the table and the small yay gear, he clearly takes a lot of pride in this. And there's clearly a, a hobby and pleasure in this. Um, so it's not uh, completely out of, uh, out of the normal or out of the ordinary from what you've seen. Um, that said, it does kind of stand out because everything else is a little bit more. Uh, everything else is kind of in like a black leather folder, if anything, whereas this one is in this like extraordinarily fancy one. Great. He's going to read that shit then. This yeah. is all about working his way up. Um, you open it and um, you see two different uh, scripts. Uh, one that you recognize as the doctor's um, and one that seems to be adding notes to it. Uh, if you were to guess, it'd be Glasgow Vicodin's hand. Um, it seems to be an extraordinary conversation around uh, a flavor palette of of, uh, of a beverage, a new beverage that they're developing together. Um it is uh it seems to be called the golden elixir and as you trace your eyes down the page um you're immediately thrown back to your vision uh the vision you had of of someone uh, sipping from the skull of the holy emperor uh you realize they're talking about the potential flavor profile of the god emperor's brain I think he would just review the document to be sure while keeping an eye on the room and wait until the surgery was over because he doesn't want to ask complicated questions while a man has theoretically a weapon inside Marnie's guts. Mm -hmm. But he has questions when the Marnie thing is done. <laughs> so uh, Doc Tavy uh, sort of finishes um, less sewing and more stapling uh, mm -hmm. Marnie up. Uh, and uh, he just says... Uh, well, I, I have done my part. Uh, I will give you the access codes to uh, uh, Lord Vicodin's office, uh, and I believe our work here is done. I would prefer uh, a back-of-the-head treatment. Uh, if you don't mind, I do not want to see it coming. Wonderful. That's totally reasonable. And Valentine will just take back his data slate that's got the stuff copied over into it kind mm -hmm. of thing. And I do have some quick questions, though, before we get into this. Could you explain what this is uh and he'll just drop the document in front of him because that's more dramatic than trying to read it or ask questions um and he looks down and his robotic hand uh falls away from his beard uh and uh his eyes just start up at you and he says ah fell shit and then he explodes this episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Vase, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. 
We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Fire Unfriendly, Logan, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, hey, friends, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. You don't know me, but I'm going to introduce you to Dungeons and Dragons, where I play D&D with my friends, and, th- and they're going to become your friends because you're going to love us so much. I mean, maybe, maybe you won't love us, but we'll love you. Let me give you a taste of the show in 42 seconds. Let's go. You must have a, f- and a flask. He's anything. got a satchel. That's the most disappointed <laughs> way I've ever heard anyone say the word satchel. How much is a donkey cost? Russ, how much is a donkey cost? everyone wants to know. For one hour. It's concentration, so if you do another concentration spell. It's abjuration, you doink. It's concentration. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like exactly the sort of person you should probably tell your friends about. The kind that are there and say, like, weird, mysterious things and then just disappear? Yeah, that's why I'm telling oh, you. Okay. Also, he had three eyes. Oh! We're having this rager. I mean, Lich Astley and the Magic Magic Missiles is going to be playing <laughs> later tonight. Is he ever going to give you up? <laughs> never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Orcus is going to rule all and he won't desert you. What else do I need to tell you? We're Dungeons and Dragons. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts or at dumbdragons.com. We can't wait to adventure with you.